0: So this is a great discussion about um, television shows from our childhood. Oh, right, but yes.
1: Welcome, welcome back. Do you know that Jack Kerouac wrote On the Road in one sitting? We got to watch a lot of TV when we were home sick. When you were
0: homesick, what percentage of the time were you faking it? I remember his grandfather, for his 16th birthday, gave him the keys to a hotel room so he could lose his virginity. You could have been in um, Millie Vanilli.
1: Hello, everyone out there in the podcast world. We're bringing you today another episode of the scintillating, the infrivolating, the ice. Machine making podcast called Smart Drivel. This is Kurt Schneider. Do you need some defibrillating? (laughs) John Ellenthal. And this is called Smart Drivel. We promise the drivel.
0: We hope for the smart. So we'll see what
1: happens. It already started a little drivel like, drivel esque, maybe. That's
0: why we promised the drivel.
1: So what's our topic today, John? I was just going to ask you that. Uh, I think today we should discuss great TV shows from our childhood.
0: That is a um, that is a wonderful topic, sentimental. So uh, why don't I kick us off, please, with a television show from our childhood? Welcome back, Cotter. Oh yes,
1: fantastic. In Brooklyn, right? I remember the song was that great song, "Welcome, Welcome back. back." John Sebastian Bach,
0: or no, that's Johann. No, Bach. John, John Sebastian. Sebastian Bach
1: wrote uh, the uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Okay, remember but... that book we had to read, Jonathan Livingston Siegel? Yes, that was. That was him. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it was. Okay. But it was something Bach. Okay, well it wasn't Bach. <laughs>
0: okay. It was Chopin, I think. I don't think it was. So But
1: when they come over the bridge and a sign says, Welcome to Brooklyn, the fourth largest city in the US. I just remember that.
0: I don't remember that part. I remember scenes of uh, John Travolta walking down the sidewalk, but that could have been the opening of Saturday Night Fever. I think that was. That was when yeah. he did like doubled up the pizza?
1: I think that was Saturday
0: Night okay, Fever. Okay, so John Travolta, though. Yeah. So how about. Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Awesome.
1: And then you had Juan Epstein.
0: And Epstein's mother. Yes. Never right. shown on right. camera.
1: Right. And Horshack.
0: Every time I try to simulate Horseshack's laugh, I start to cough. So I'm not going to do it. You want to give it a shot? <laughs> that was a really poor. You made an odd noise. So you get credit for that. But
1: yeah, Arnold Horshack. Odd noises. Mr. Ed, the talking a Horse
0: <laughs> is a horse. Of course, of course. Unless the horse is Mr. Ed. So-
1: where do you think the creative geniuses in Hollywood or New York at the time, I guess it was the 50s, came yeah. up with, let's do a show about a talking horse.
0: Well, I, I find myself wondering what the most popular drugs were back in the 50s, because that was a drug-induced idea. They talking it morphine, horse.
1: maybe. I don't know. LSD was about to come in.
0: Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Right. So that was a great show, though. i I found myself sympathetic, caring about what happened to Mr. Ed.
1: Do you know that Jack Kerouac wrote On the Road? He called it automatic writing in one sitting. And someone said he wrote it on a roll of toilet paper. I'm not sure he did, but the idea is he just... Wrote and wrote and wrote, and he didn't stop and think about structure. So it was the first modern like novel, a stream of consciousness. First modern novel, and it was characters weaved in there. It's a brilliant novel, but it just
0: went. It sounds like our podcast, except for the brilliant part. <laughs> a you toilet just paper, keep talking and talking. You need toilet paper. This is the this is the audio equivalent of toilet paper we're recording on right now. So uh, I mentioned Mr. Cotter and welcome back, Cotter. How about? Remember, you know why it's called Welcome Back.
1: Yeah, because he went to that school and he was a sweat hog, but he got out and then he came back. So he could really relate to them and also show them that there is a path out. Well, it's also but the, the irony ultimate, is there's not a path out because then he came back. The
0: ultimate FU is you got to teach the people that, you know, the te- you probably tortured the teacher. OK, Hogan's Heroes. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk to me about
1: Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing. Great characters. Colonel Clink. Was Colonel, it Colonel Clink? It was Colonel Clink and right. Schultz was his guy. Right. And you know... I'm gonna tell you something about that show. Oh, please teach me. Both Colonel Klink and Schultz, who played the Nazi uh, prison guards and prison warden, right, were Jewish.
0: Ah. Well that's a that's something that a lot of people don't know about.
1: Kind of interesting, an interesting
0: twist, irony. And then the the head of the American prisoners, what was his name? Because he he has an interesting story you too. You Hogan? <laughs> oh, that's good. that's good. Let's call him Hogan.
1: So think. what was your favorite show when you would say you're in junior high Yeah, and you come home and you're all excited that night to be able to watch TV on a Tuesday night? What are you watching?
0: I have no earthly idea what was on on a Tuesday night. Was it Happy Days in Laverne? And Shirley? Yes, it was. I suddenly have some idea. <laughs> Happy Days. That was a wonderful one. What, remember, the, why don't you give us a couple seconds of the, you No, know, you will not. Something around the sing. clock tonight. You sing off mic all the time, Kurt. I want our audience to get the real full Kurt Schneider experience. Don't hold back.
1: I do like to sing that. Jack you know, Kerouac wouldn't hold back. If I could do anything in life, it would be to be a great singer. In it would my, be, Actually, you know what? It would be to hold the tune. It's Forget such about a
0: beautiful thing. Um, in my next life, I really hope if I have a next life, Bill to be Hillary. able to sing. And the Comets? Oh, they're the ones that sang the song. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock rock. Okay. So that television show, which gave us so much, also gave us one of... You you and I talk about the origin of of expressions all the time and wonder, hey, where did that come from? Well, we know where the expression jump the shark came from. It came from a scene in Happy Days in which what happened? So it was towards the end of the
1: series. Clearly. And for some reason... Uh Fonzi, who by the way, Henry Winkler is probably 50 at this time, by the way. Right. Was, I believe he was Jewish as well. Yes.
0: Water is Jewish. Water skiing. I wonder if he was considered for a role in Hogan's heroes.
1: No, but do you know he was in a in a show beforehand? It was in the 50s and it was a greaser gang, it's supposed to be Italian. Greasers, I wonder where they that's where they and that's where they found him. Okay. And it was uh oh boy, I forgot what it was, but I remember watching it. anyway. So in this Happy Days episode. He is water skiing, wearing his leather jacket, and the whole premise is there's a shark there, and he has to jump on water skis over the shark.
0: He is literally going to jump the shark, which is why we have the expression. And when a television show gets off the rails, it has jumped the shark. And that Happy Days clearly was off the rails at this point.
1: Well, we but use that, that business a lot, by the way, these days. We use never, the well because whenever you've the idea's gone too far, we jump the shark here.
0: So. And what's odd about that is that is not even the most ridiculous thing we got from Happy Days. Even later in the series, when the show started to launch spinoffs, we had Laverne and Shirley. We had Joni Loves Chachi. For reasons I cannot possibly remember or comprehend, Mork and Mindy was launched from Milwaukee in the 1950s. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you, did you like Mork and Mindy? I loved Mork and Mindy. Why? Well, first of all, Robin Williams is a spectacular talent and his Genius. manic. I mean, really. And I was also in love with Pam Dauber.
1: <laughs> really? Why not? She was sort of the innocent girl next door. Okay. okay. Is that sort of what you liked growing up? I, I liked
0: girls. So <laughs> okay. I probably had a thing for most of, I mean, it who didn't, didn't have matter. a thing for Barbara Eden and I Dream What was your take on that? I've, okay.
1: And what about Chrissy on uh, Suzanne Summers? Know,
0: on Three's, Three's Company? Company. Uh-huh. Have I ever told you that I was I had the chance to be in the live studio audience? Where was this? Somewhere in Hollywood, somewhere in California. It was during a family vacation. I saw Three's Company filmed, and I saw different strokes. <laughs> Remember Gary Coleman? Of course. What are you talking about, Willis? Uh, and Dana course. Plato, yes. who unfortunately I don't think is with us anymore. Yes, I had a thing for Dana Plato. Did you?
1: Oh, yes. Not I think all that. the kids on that show had a tough, tough. Time.
0: Well, I think there's something to being famous and leading that kind of lifestyle, I would think. It's got to distort you in some well, ways, think- which is why it's lucky you and I were not TV child TV stars.
1: But I did act as a kid.
0: You did? Yes. Um, I'm afraid to ask this question, but um, in, in what, in what venues did you act? Well, I, I. You were a hand model, weren't you?
1: I was not, but I was a model, by the way, in, when I lived in Japan, I was a model. Um. What did you model? I modeled, one of the things I did was there was a Rock'em Sock'em game. Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Uh-huh, but these were, these were dogs that were plastic and you could move them. I'm moving the my thumbs here. Rock'em Sock'em Robots were plastic too. And I was on the cover of the box in Japan. Was and your had face some, on the cover? Uh,
0: Yes. Okay. Because your hands seem like they're the. Yes. No. My
1: face was on the cover. And they
0: wanted an American-looking face.
1: This was 1971-72. Were you the
0: only American child in Japan at that time?
1: My brother also modeled, and my brother was in supermarkets because he was advertising some sort of box of spaghetti or something.
0: Okay. So they found two American boys in Japan Mm -hmm. and decided to put them across.
1: You acted where? So I was um, the cat in the Cat in the Hat. Oh my. I was the Grinch in the Grinch who stole Christmas.
0: Was there any role you ever played that did not require the full ridiculousness of your personality to be used? And
1: I got to wear the costumes. Well, that's, it was fantastic. That, that is a play. Yeah, that is great. And I actually, when I was a senior in high school, we did a play called Greece, you which you know the play. And this was the one play it was I'm all the seniors. The country. Got, all the seniors get together and get to do it.
0: Uh, we had a show like that.
1: And uh so I got a lead. I was one of the T-birds. And there were uh, three solos given to me. And then uh, I had to sing. And quickly, I got to one solo. And then I was one of the T-Birds, so we were involved in every scene, and we sang, and then we sat around the the piano. And um, we started playing. The woman started playing. The girl started playing, and I had to mouth the words because everyone stared at me and said, this guy cannot
0: sing. You could have been in um Milli Vanilli.
1: Exactly right.
0: So this is a great discussion about um television shows from our childhood. Oh, right, yes. So uh, what were we talking about? We you want were to throw about out a television
1: show? Yes. Here's one oh. that lasted for about two years, maybe, but it launched the career of Billy Crystal.
0: Oh, soap. 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 He first, played Jody. First which was? gay character on television. Yeah. That was a great show. Remember Burt Campbell when he would make himself, he would snap his fingers? Kind of like I dream a genie, or was that bewitched? The witch was did the Jeannie? Nose. Oh, right. Did Jeannie snap her fingers? Yeah. No, she crossed her arms and went. And she winked. Okay, I don't think she snapped her fingers. I bet you Fonzie snapped his fingers. Hey, no. He he put his thumbs up. Oh, right. But remember when he met Pinky Tuscadero? And someone did this. That was Burt Campbell.
1: I know, but someone else did it too.
0: Oh, I don't know who. But at one point he was pretending he was he was Gunga Din. So anyway, that was a great show. Soap was a great show. A little before it's time. Why are you looking at me like Gunga Din was a weird thing to say. No, but. Burt Campbell's character. No, I was thinking about Robert Richard Mulligan. Richard Mulligan. Robert. Robert Catherine Helmond played whatever her name was. Okay, now I've hurt my brain. Um,
1: Okay, so that was a great show. We got to watch a lot of TV when we were homesick, right? When you were homesick, what
0: percentage of the time were you faking it?
1: Well, I was probably homesick from school three times in my life. That's it. Yeah. you are so durable, and you can act and can't sing. Well, one of the reasons I couldn't be miss being in school is I'd miss being the cat in the hat. If you didn't the get Grinch. the stimulation
0: from all of those people, I
1: was King Henry
0: the Eighth in Prince and Pauper. Did you have a big mutton
1: leg? To I,
0: ch- yes, I did. Mut- okay, you I did, also played
1: Diane the dance hall girl in fifth
0: grade. Was that a stretch for you? I know. I
1: vamped it beautifully.
0: Okay. So, so I remember one time where I decided to not go to school and fake being sick. And I thought it would be a good idea to take the thermometer and put it up against the light bulb, giving me a temperature of 172 degrees or something like that. I think my mom figured out
1: that I was faking it. You know, but I'm not sure. I was only allowed to watch one hour of TV. That is barbaric. A night. That is barbaric. And I would watch, and I'd watch at home during the afternoons when my mom was a teacher. And when she, I could hear So your mother
0: couldn't trust you to follow her rules when she wasn't there to enforce her rules. Correct. Isn't character what you're doing when other people aren't looking? And
1: I was yes, um, breaking a, the a, law. of porous character. character. of course yes. yeah. So I would hear her on the gravel driveway, which, by the way, ever try to, like, Shovel snow off a gravel driveway.
0: I have a, well, I have a stone driveway, so yeah.
1: All the pebbles get on the lawn, and then my dad used to make me weed the gravel driveway. We have a snowplow
0: come in, and I don't know how many times we've said, "Keep your blade two or three inches." This is a ridiculous. Okay,
1: so, so anyway, leaving driveways aside, I could hear her coming down the driveway, right? And I would quickly turn off the TV and run and try to open a book or something, right. which invariably was upside down. And she would come in, and then she got to the point where she would put her hand on the TV to feel it. It
0: was warm still. Warm still. So she knew you were lying. Couldn't
1: get my hour. At what point, was there a point at which you, where
0: your mother actually began to trust you? Do you remember James at 15? Oh, that was so weird. James
1: at 14, James at 15, James at 16. You know what I remember?
0: I have not thought of that show since it went off. That's unbelievable that you pulled it. I remember his grandfather for his 16th birthday, gave him the keys to a hotel room so he could lose his virginity to a prostitute. This is James at 16. Yeah, you look it up. That's why the internet's here.
1: By the way, movie that stands the test of time, Risky Business.
0: uh, Rebecca De Mornay. Stands, yeah. the,
1: stands the test of time anyway
0: so okay so i would tell my mom i would oh, tell television, my mom right television
1: that i uh i only watched 15 minutes so i still had 45 minutes left didn't really go over especially when i was watching the abc afternoon movie yes but anyway when i was homesick what i wanted to tell you was i would be homesick and you'd watch uh petticoat junction
0: and uh petticoat junction green acres the, green acres was the place for me and what else? Uh, we, we watched, uh, somehow, th- My Three Sons feels like it was part of the sick TV day lineup. Which was from the 50s, but yeah. they
1: still, they had nothing new, I guess. They just...
0: I was particularly interested because I was one of three sons in my family. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm, I'm happy to report and unhappy to report that ours was nothing like their three sons. So a quintessential TV show from the 70s, which happens to coincide with our childhood, the Love Boat. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then what was on right after The Love Boat?
1: Fantasy Island. Oh, that was Francis. your big night in junior high. Hervé
0: Valleches. And the best part is he um, had to get written out of the show because he got into a contract dispute and they fired him. So the only job in Hollywood for him, because you remember, he was of small stature. Yes. Um, he, well done. He managed to get himself fired from the only role he probably could anyway.
1: And so, then what did uh, Ricardo Montalban What what commercial did he do? Uh, Corinthian leather. The Chrysler Cordova.
0: The Cordova. With the rich Chrysler.
1: Corinthian leather.
0: Right. Corinthian leather. Yeah. Chrysler Cordova. Yeah. So um, the love boat. You got Julie McCoy. Mm-hmm. You've got the bursar. I don't know. I didn't know what a bursar was then. I don't think I know what a bursar is now. Who later, Fred Grange, he later ran for Congress. Gopher. Gopher. Go Why am I saying bursar then?
1: No, he was the person. His berserker. name was Go no <laughs>
0: This is very confusing. But I think he ran for Congress and won a seat yeah. from Iowa. Yeah. So who knew that the love boat would be a launching pad for political careers? And then what was Isaac the bartender?
1: Fantastic. He was great.
0: And that show jumped the shark when what happened?
1: When they brought Captain Steuben brought on his, his niece. To, right. And she was this like 13 year old pain in the ass girl who came on and was like, Kind of smug. And speaking of drug
0: problems, I think Lauren Tooze, who played Julie McCoy, didn't she have a drug
1: problem? I don't know. But why do you know all the real actors who played these? Listen,
0: I don't know. This is what happens when we talk about things like James at 15 and then 16.
1: Yeah. So how did you feel about watching TV as a kid? Did you feel enlightened better for it because i think now we're living in the golden age of television and i do think yeah. that television now is unbelievable i think back then it was just drivel
0: huh. you know that's maybe in, in some ways that is the that is our lineage <laughs> but look i i think i enjoyed it immensely it was highly entertaining and it was the only passive source of entertainment so how many channels did we have We had three networks. There wasn't even Fox back then. And then we had the local channels, you know, Channel 5 and Channel 9 or 11. And then we had PBS, which sometimes they did rabbit ears to get. So I think the lack of distribution and the lack of choice may have played to its advantage today. You're right. I mean, with Netflix and everyone else. There is unbelievable television on.
1: So I'm going to take you back even more to our... Well, we need special music for that. Early childhood.
0: This is like in the the (laughs) womb TV watching. I guess it would be TV listening. We
1: used to watch cartoons on Saturday mornings. Oh, yes. Right? And we used to watch uh, Speed Racer. Oh, Speed Racer. And we'd watch all the Warner Brothers cartoons, all Bugs Bunny and all that. But And I'll get back to those cartoons, which were wonderful. What are the odds um, you'll
0: actually get back to those cartoons?
1: <laughs> <laughs> on Sundays, yeah. when we grew up, there was no cartoons. It was religious shows. And there was hey, only Davy. And there was one show for what kids. What was that called? David and Goliath. Right. And they hit Davy. But Davy. Davy was the boy and Goliath was his dog. But Davy, but Davy was the only thing to watch on Sundays. Yeah, I,
0: I remember that. And um, and uh, and you know, being Jewish. Was it a Christian show?
1: It probably was, yes. Okay,
0: Tom and Jerry. So, yes, anyway, or there I was a. Show. So, how about Schoolhouse Rock? I think the guy who wrote Schoolhouse Rock may have recently left us, but we learned about how a bill becomes a law, and we learned about uh, conjunction junction. What's your function? That was that's quintessential television.
1: And in between was the commercial with the Native American. We oh, Indians when he was
0: crying overlooking the river from the bluff seeing all the pollution the litter and by the way when we grew the up litter is it called litter in water or is it like flotsam but and it jetsam wasn't, it wasn't
1: in water well, <laughs> I love saying both of those you don't it think it was in the water no it was on the side of the highway
0: I'd like to hear from our listeners it was on, on this the side walk. of
1: the highway but so but why was there a river then it wasn't Maybe down there was. But anyway, what was really interesting I about like that
0: the of- <laughs> is, is he was
1: crying. And if you think about it, when we grew up, it was common to roll down your window and throw your garbage out. Maybe
0: in your family.
1: Not I didn't do it, but people did it all the time. Not only cigarette butts, but bags of like, you know, from fast food places. You just throw them out, throw them out. Literally yeah. terrible. So what about Hollywood squares? Yes, Paul Lynn. Would he was always, always kind of yeah. have something funny to say, and it was always sexual, and he would always go, ha, 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 ha.
0: Yes, he did. And I was always confused because they said the people in the squares were celebrities, but I have no idea where where these people became celebrities. Like that woman on Match Game, Brett, Brett Summers.
1: Were they famous for anything? And which person was on every single show somehow? Richard Dawson. He was always the host on a gazillion different shows. Well, he
0: was the host of Family Feud. Let's play the feud.
1: So should we wrap up?
0: I think we should wrap up. Should we tune out or tune in? I'm afraid we may have jumped the shark.
1: I don't think so. So tune in to another episode of Smart Drivel. We hope you enjoyed this, and we hope it made you think about TV, life, liberty, and the pursuit of...
0: TV dinners. Oh man, what was your favorite TV dinner? A hungry Man turkey with stuffing and mashed potatoes. Meatloaf. Huh, loved it. Two out of three ain't bad. That's it. All right, thank you for joining us. Bye, Until everyone. Next time, bye bye.